College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You work for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, El Conservador, Richie V, Mr. Call Screeter. You guys have probably called me some other names, too. I'm going to let that slide. What's going on, everybody? I'm at Rich Valdez with an S on all of the social media. My pleasure to be with you guys. A special weekend edition of This Is America for you guys in Philadelphia. Talk Radio 1210 PHT. And everybody that is tuning in across America for This Is America, welcome. Now, there's an American politics study that's going on right now coming out of Lincoln, Nebraska, that says that it's actually making people feel sick. And this is a new study that has been um, released. Now, talking about politics gives a lot of people a splitting headache. This new study confirms that the American political scene really does harm a person's overall health. One researcher from the University of Nebraska notes that one in four people cite politics as their top stressor in their lives. Many also add the topic causes them to lose sleep and fractures their relationships. Well, we see that all the time. Alarmingly, one in 20 even say that thinking about it and discussing politics leaves them feeling suicidal. Now, that's kind of crazy. I've never, ever thought about ever doing that, but let alone politics aside, I just probably would not do that. It's not something I've ever had to endure. But I could never think of, oh, my gosh, I'm going to off myself because of politics. That's crazy. Now, Professor Kevin Smith, he says that following political leaders' movements has never been easier, thanks to social media, online websites, podcasts, and the nonstop TV cycle. So what happens? Everybody's jockeying for power and having, having this uh, terrible effect on the public well-being, so much so that even changing your party doesn't help. And this is a, an interesting piece on studyfinds.org. He says that the second round of surveys is pretty conclusively demonstrating that the first survey was not out of left field. What they found in the first survey really is indicative of what many Americans are experiencing, says Professor Smith. Dang. He also says it's unpleasant, but you have to think about in this span of time, nothing's really changed. A huge chunk of American adults genuinely perceive politics is exacting some sort of serious toll on their social and psychological lives, even their mental health. So think about that. Now, when I say Joe El Baboso Biden drives me crazy, that isn't necessarily me losing my mind because of the left within the media, the left within the government, the left within the Democrat Party. But more so that, you know, que Biden me vuelve loco, right? He's just driving me nuts. It's a figure of speech. It's an axiom. It's a... Uh, it's a refrain. 
it's not a uh, an actual diagnosis. I, I I sleep pretty good at night, but I do understand how the stress can build up, which is probably why I watch so much crazy television. And and, and just on a quick aside, I love to watch crazy TV shows. The, the one that I just binged, if I can uh, just have this point of personal privilege to share this with you, I just binged that show Dexter every season, including the newest one. And and that was why, because I wanted to watch the new one, but I wanted the backstory, so I started from episode one, season one, went through, it took me about a month. Fascinating show, right? Seasons one through five, absolutely amazing. And then it kind of falls off, and the, the last season was, eh, if you were a super fan, you'd like it, but it was all right. But the point is, people find different ways to clear their mind from the daily politics and the craziness that that's what is on cable news, what is on talk radio. And I get it. I do this stuff every day. I, I feel it too. But the point is, I don't ever feel sick about it. I get a little stressed out. I get a little tired. I don't get sick over it. But some people are getting sick over it. Now, I wonder, are they going to take a vaccine because they're sick? Or are they just going to say, no, 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 no vax for me? Now, I don't know which side of the vaccine aisle you are on or you aren't on, but I think you're going to be surprised to know that if politics is making you sick, like the good professor said from Nebraska, then maybe you should think twice before trying to get a religious accommodation for exemption from the vaccine because the pretrial services agency just announced that it will store the names and personal religious information of all employees who make religious accommodation requests for religious exemption from the federally mandated vaccine requirement. I guess that's for the ones that are still mandated by OSHA because they're somehow relating to Medicaid or Medicare, because as you know, the Supreme Court struck down the OSHA mandate just a couple of days ago. And this is in the nationalpulse.com. Now, this agency is one of the smallest in the United States, virtually unheard of. The move is considered a template for all future agencies to follow in tracking employees who refuse to be part of the vaccination experiment against COVID-19. The agency assists the District of Columbia with providing supervision and services to defendants awaiting trial. Curiously, it's predominantly staffed by black employees who are statistically more likely to be religious and less likely to be vaccinated than other racial groups. Yeah, it makes sense. That's been my experience as well. The announcement failed to explain why the agency would be collecting data on requests for religious exemption and employee vaccination status to begin with, as well as other highly personal medical information. And they have this full statement on their website. I'm going to read it to you. It says, this system of records maintains personal religious information collected in response to religious accommodation requests for religious exemption from the federally mandated vaccine requirement in the context of a public health emergency or similar health and safety incident, such as a pandemic, epidemic, natural disaster, or national emergency and or other lawful collection of employee information or data that's necessary to ensure a safe and healthy environment for individuals who are occupying PSA facilities and attending PSA sponsored events or otherwise engaged in official business on behalf of the agency. The system records will assist the agency in the collection, storing, dissemination and disposal of employee religious exemption requests and associated information maintained by the agency as referenced above. So the government is now tracking who is asking to be religious exempt. I can't say that I'm surprised. I'm going to say I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. 
because that's what they want to do. That's how they do what they do. This is the government we're talking about. They know exactly what they're doing and how they're doing it. This is how, lamentably, how they do what they do. The ever-encroaching iron fist of the government always making its way right into your life. Reagan said it best when he said, get off my back and out of my pocket. Sadly, the Democrats want to do just that. They want to be on your back. They want to be in your pocket. They want to teach your kids. They want to educate your kids the way they want. They want to re-educate your kids, erasing whatever you may have taught them. If you said, hey, you know what? We believe in God. Whichever God you believe in, they're going to say, no, don't believe in God. We believe that, you know, uh, we have a nice family, a mom, a dad, a son, a daughter, a boy and a girl. There are no boys and girls. We're erasing gender. We're doing what we want to do with your child's worldview. And this is where it's problematic for so many people. If we don't check our government, they'll do what they're doing in Canada. Looking at a piece in NPR in Quebec. People who refuse to be vaccinated for COVID-19 will face a financial penalty. That's right. You're getting fined if you don't get the vax. That sounds like fake fraud fugazi to me. Montreal, the premier of the French-speaking Canadian province of Quebec announced on Tuesday that adult residents who refuse to get vaccinated against COVID-19 will be charged a financial penalty. The premier, Francois Legault, said not getting vaccinated leads to the consequences that impact their health care system, and not all Quebecers should pay for that. He said the tax, the, the fine, will only apply to people who do not qualify for medical exemptions. It's the first time a government in Canada has announced a financial penalty for people who refuse to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Legault said that the amount of the penalty hasn't been decided, but it's going to be significant, quote unquote. More details are expected, but he says about 10% of adults in Quebec are unvaccinated, but they represent about 50% of intensive care patients. Those who refuse to get their first doses in coming weeks will have to pay a new health contribution, he said. So it's kind of a copay. They're trying to paint it like a copay, but it's really a fine. The majority are asking that there be consequences. It's a question of fairness for the 90% of the population that have made some sacrifice. We owe them, is what he said. That's a direct quote. And this is on top of their curfew, which is to curtail the more than 12,000 deaths that they've had. It's the province with the most deaths in Canada. Now, and the article just adds this little tidbit. In Greece, people over 60 years old have until January 16th, that's right now, to get their first jab or be fined 100 euros, which is $113 US dollars, for every single month that they remain unvaccinated. Austria's health minister announced last month that their government plans to impose fines of up to 3,600 euros, around four grand U.S. money, on anybody who says they're not taking the vaccine and they plan to do this next month in February. For every single resident in Austria that's older than 14 years old. Wow. This is what happens when the left inside the government, the left inside the media, the left inside of organizations, colleges, classrooms, when they run amok. That's what's happening. That's what we're seeing. 
I'm Rich Valdez, special edition of This Is America for everybody in talk radio land. 1210 WPHT. I'll be right back. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. And uh, Joe Biden is still under the gun. There's a lot of people mad at him, not the least of which are those that are not part of the establishment. Now, what I find interesting here is, you know, Tulsi Gabbard, she was a supporter of Bernie Sanders, so it means that she's probably lockstep with AOC, even though she has a better way of communicating her ideas. Uh, she's very happy to take shots at the Democrats and because she's a Democrat, but she likes to be an outsider, kind of like AOC does, kind of like Bernie Sanders does. Not quite left enough, usually, right? But she's upset with Joe Biden. And given her military background, I think that she sometimes has interesting points on foreign policy. But she went off on Joe Biden. Check this out. I supported Joe Biden and millions of other Americans voted for Joe Biden because he promised to unite us. He promised to bring us together to end the divisiveness. Sadly, not only has he failed to do this, he has betrayed us all by pouring fuel on the fires of divisiveness that are tearing our country apart. Biden compares those who disagree with him to racists, traitors, to enemies of bygone eras. And Biden now has his attorney general targeting millions of Americans as domestic terrorists. We face an elevated threat from domestic violent extremists. That is individuals in the United States who seek to commit violent criminal acts in furtherance of domestic, social or political goals. 
Domestic violent extremists are often motivated by a mix of ideologies and personal grievances. We've seen a growing threat from those who are motivated by racial animus, as well as those who ascribe to extremist, anti-government, and anti-authority ideologies. So if we allow this to continue, our country, our country, the country that we love, the land of the free, the home of the brave, it'll be unrecognizable and it'll be lost forever. It will be lost forever. At least we'll never get some of those freedoms back, the ones that we're losing, if we allow these mandates, if we allow these voting rights changes, all of this stuff that they're trying to do in the name of everything good and holy. But yet you and I know there's nothing good and holy about it. That's exactly what the, the issue is. And we talked about that on the last edition of This Is America. And if you missed that, you can get it anytime at odyssey.com. You can check out previous episodes. It's also on iHeartRadio.com. Or you could download the podcast anytime on demand on your very own podcast device because we're on every platform. But when somebody like Tulsi Gabbard speaks out, I think it's important because she has a following. But they want to paint everybody as a domestic terrorist. You're a bad guy if you don't wear a mask. You're a bad guy if you don't get vaccinated. You're a bad guy if you oppose Biden. You're a bad guy if you're a Republican. You're a bad guy if you supported Trump. They want to do away with you. And the more we allow this to normalize the idea that we should come at people we disagree with politically in this way, the more we open the door for a future that we're not going to like. Right now, it's been clear there's nothing but videos out there. There's nothing but the actual report from the FBI saying there was no insurrection. There was no overthrow of the government. Protests gone bad, some rioting, some, you know, minor incidents of looting, like walking off with Pelosi's laptop, an officer-involved shooting that ended in a fatality, and a couple of other medical emergencies that resulted in fatalities. Not necessarily related to January 6th, but happened at the Capitol and around the way. And I'd probably venture to say if they weren't there, that may not have happened, but that's neither here nor there. It's already happened. But this is what they paint as the deadly insurrection. You show up at a school board meeting, you're part of the um, domestic terrorists that want to change America because you care about your kid. They've gone after the Oath Keepers. They've gone after Trump. They've gone after so many people. Yet they look the other way on so many things. They don't care about this guy, Ray Epps. They don't care about Jeffrey Epstein. Now, mind you, okay, for most intent and purpose, he's dead, right? That's the story that we've got. Jeffrey Epstein is dead. I understand. But there's an exclusive story in the Daily Mail. came out on Friday. Jeffrey Epstein brought eight young women with him on his trips to see Bill Clinton at the White House, displaying photos of himself posing at the briefing room. I mean, are we ever going to look at this? Or is this just uh, sex sells, salacious, inflammatory stuff for the media to get clicks? I think it's worth looking at. But again, I'm not a real big fan of Clinton's, right? So I'm biased. But the article goes on. Visitor logs that were obtained by Daily Mail reveal that Jeffrey Epstein was not always alone when he visited the Clinton White House between 1993 and 1995. Hmm, dun, dun, dun. Records show that he brought along eight women, including his girlfriend, Selena Middlefart. Yep, that's really her name. Ava Anderson, Francis Jardine, and Ghislaine Maxwell. His relationship with the four other women who accompanied him, Jennifer Garrison, Shelley Gaffney, Jennifer Driver, Lubov Orlova, is unclear at this time. Flight logs from Epstein's private planes tally with the White House visitor records showing the eight women were with him during his visits. Did Slick Willie get down in the White House? Well, we know he did with, hello, Monica, right? Hey, Monica, is that you down there? 
Right. We know that he got down with Monica when she was under the desk and all of that stuff. So I understood and pardon my uh, crass description of the actual facts. Anderson is a 61 year old physician and former Miss Sweden. She's also a witness in the sex trafficking trial where she confirmed that she dated Epstein in the 1980s and 1990s. Middlefart is now 48 years old. She's a Norwegian heiress. They're not sure about the nature of these unaccompanied visits that are not disclosed in the White House logs. They just know that he was there and he brought these women and they had swanky dinners in the blue room. There's also never before seen photos that reveal the disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein, presumed to be dead by suicide, kept pictures of himself at the White House briefing room, standing at the podium and posing. And he kept those at his Palm Beach mansion. So you tell me, what do we do in a situation like this? I don't know. I think we keep looking, right? If there's smoke, there's fire. At least one would presume. America needs to know what is going on. If that happened in our White House then, what's happening in our White House now? What happened during the Obama years or any of the other years? I think that's a fair question to ask. What do these women know? When do they know it? How quickly can we get our hands on that info? Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. You see where your business can go. To get there, you may need another 10 trucks. At Century Insurance, we put more than 115 years of industry experience to work to help protect you as you launch a new delivery service or expand into a new region and reach your business goals. Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. I'm not going to hold my breath because I don't think it's going to happen right away, but it's worth knowing. Now, they're letting COVID-infected nurses back to work, but they're still throwing people out of work for not having the vaccine. I can't make sense out of that one. Maybe you can help me with that. I'm at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. I'll be uh, sharing these articles on the social media feeds at Rich Valdez with an S. So don't move a muscle. More to come straight ahead. Rich Valdez special edition of This Is America right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is America.
This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. What's up, familia? Welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. And I'm at Rich Valdez with an S on all of the social media. Thanks for subscribing to the podcast. Thanks for listening to the show live on the radio. We appreciate it. Right here, Philadelphia in the building, 1210 WPHT. And I want to talk about this um, commentary that was given by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Now, I love Florida. You know, I was born in Brooklyn, but I relocated to New Jersey as a teenager, went to high school in North Jersey and worked in the Christie administration. And that's how I ended up getting into political media and getting into radio as a result. But I love Miami (laughs) and I've always wanted to live there. So that may actually happen one of these days. I hope to be there uh, as much as I can this year, as often as I can. But what I find interesting is that they're doing so great in Florida. I mean, so many great things are happening. You've got Governor Ron DeSantis that's out there, and he's just kicking butt, taking names, doing what I think needs to be done, doing what governors do or what a governor should do. And uh, I have this clip of audio where he's talking about medical mandates for nurses and doctors and how he's saying, I don't understand how the Supreme Court could say that if you're in a healthcare setting that gets this federal money, you got to get the shot. But yet they're actually still letting people that are infected go back to work. If you can go back to work infected, albeit without symptoms, what's the whole point of the shot? And I have another funny skit that I want you to hear with respect to this. But check this out. The medical mandate for the for the nurses and the doctors, this is what they're trying to do is absolutely insane. In other states, they have fired nurses for not having vax, even though most of them have natural immunity. So they fire them. But now they're shorthanded. So what are they doing? They are bringing back on the job vaccinated nurses who are currently COVID positive. So if you're unvaccinated, naturally immune, and uninfected, they fire you. But if you're COVID positive and vax, which we know most of the people that are COVID positive now are vax, they are going back on the job. Uh, And it just shows you that CMS mandate is absolutely insane, especially given the ineffectiveness you know, of of these shots to actually stop transmission. Ineffectiveness to stop transmission. But that hasn't stopped anybody. You know, sometimes I think we hear this argument so often, but what we may not always hear as often is maybe the the practicality of it. And there's a guy named uh, Waken with AJ. He does these funny videos. And there's one that I saw that I want to share with you because I thought it was just hysterical. I want you to listen to this. Ah, what are you doing? Here to do a little swimming. You gotta wear a life jacket or else you can't come in. No, I'm good. Thank you, though. Life jackets are mandatory. Mandatory to wear a life jacket when you swim? And when you're not swimming, too. Why? Cases of people getting wet are going through the roof. It's a scary time. Put it on. But that doesn't mean they're drowning. People get wet every day. It's part of life. 0.00001182% of all people drown each year. That's practically everybody. So put on a life jacket. That doesn't make any logical sense. 
I'm not putting one on. I know how to swim. I've had swimming lessons. Oh, swimming lessons? You think those exist? So what, you just think your body has this natural ability to traverse through water in a way that keeps your head up so you can still breathe? Yeah, it's called swimming. Never heard of it. Flotation devices are backed by science. You don't believe in science? I do, it's just... I know how to swim. You're kind of being racist right now. What? <laughs> Look how his life jacket is keeping him from drowning. He's just standing in shallow water. Put a life jacket on now. You're putting everyone at risk of drowning. How am I putting everyone at risk? Their life jackets won't work unless you have one on. Does his life jacket work? Yes, very well. Then why would he need me to wear a life jacket when his life jacket already works? We have to protect the protected swimmers from the unprotected swimmers. But aren't they already protected? Yes very well protected. So they should be fine. They would be, except they're not very well protected because of you. Look, you gotta put one on or you can't go in. This feels creepy. So where would I get one? Oh, I'm selling them right here. You're selling life jackets? Yes, of course. So, <laughs> so he's selling them and that's the bottom line. I think this is a money-driven problem. And I think so many people know that already. But isn't it fascinating that, you know, it's not enough that somebody wears their mask. It's not enough that somebody gets their own vaccine. You've got to get one, too, so that you can be a part of society. And this is uh, one of those things where I think it's, it's not a good thing. This reminds me of the um, pressure that Emmanuel Macron, the president of France, is putting on people, saying that he really wants to, quote unquote, piss people off, especially the unvaccinated by banning them from social life with a vax pass. This is in Breitbart. About a week ago, French President Emmanuel Macron has caused outrage after saying he aims to piss off, quote unquote, the unjabbed. The president made the comments in relation to his government's plan to implement a vaccine pass regime in France, a plan which has now been repeatedly frustrated after a lot of debate surrounding the measure was suspended in the early hours during the week. Macron said, me, I'm not for pissing off the French. The president said, according to a report by Le Monde, but as for the unvaccinated, I really want to piss them off. That's uh, President Macron. That's my uh, my my Macron voice. He goes on. And so we will continue to do so until the end. This is the strategy, Macron said. The French president went into detail as to how he exactly wants to piss off the unvaccinated. We put pressure on the unvaccinated by limiting them for as much as possible access to social life activities, Macron said. I'm not going to put them in jail. I'm not going to forcibly vaccinate them. And so you have to tell them from January 15, you will no longer be able to go to the restaurant. You will no longer be able to go for a coffee. You will no longer be able to go to the theater. You will no longer be able to go to the movies. Macron went on to emphasize that Almost all people, more than 90%, have adhered to our mandate, the vaccination mandate in France. Now, he continues in saying that is a very small minority which is resistant. The French head of state also talked about the immense moral fault of anti-vax, blaming the unvaccinated for more anti-vaxxers being uh, brought about by this movement and how their actions would be undermining what is the strength of our nation. Now, of course, he finished with, when the individual freedom threatens the individual freedom of others, 
the individual is irresponsible, Macron said. An irresponsible person is no longer a citizen. Wow. Remember when he said that? An irresponsible person is no longer, how you say, a citizen. Mm, la la, oui, oui, mon chéri. Thank you, President Macron. You're an idiot. But that's who they got. Socialist country, socialist globalist president, one of those citizens of the world. That is part of the problem that we're facing. That is part of the deal. This is why we have the problems we have. This is why they want to go into high schools, public schools, middle schools, private schools, you name it. They're pulling in as much as they can, saying, oh, no, no, everybody's got to be vaxxed. Everybody's got to be this. Everybody's got to be that. They make they play fast and loose right now. Everybody else, you got to be out for five days. If you don't have symptoms, you go back to work or school in five days. Not in my kids school, by the way, in Jersey. The Ridgefield Park School District They're They're at 10 days. Then they go to seven days and, and they just. They just go with it. My kid was never even infected. Was in contact with two people that were infected and she was out of school for nearly 30 days. Nearly. 20 some odd days. Would have been 30 days, but she changed locations and, and brought it to the attention of the nurse again. And then they said, all right, you know what? We're, we can do a, the formula a different way. And it, it just boggles the mind. But this is what's happening. And they want to change everything. Now, this is one of the latest Blaze Media. There's a woke lesson at public high schools where they're telling students you are privileged if you're Christian, if you're straight, if you're male. Now the district is reportedly doing damage control after they taught such a lesson. One California school district reportedly went into damage control mode after the Daily Signal called it out for the lessons that it was teaching, telling high school students that they are the beneficiaries of privilege because they're Christians, males and straight. The Desert Sands Unified School District in La Quinta, which is in Riverside County, said it was taking corrective measures after the lessons came to light. The lesson was not in alignment with the district adopted curriculum. That's a quote from them. And, quote, actions are being taken to rectify the situation. The district told the Daily Signal in a statement that the teacher was operating outside of the scope of the adopted curriculum and had potentially presented a biased position. Duh, this is exactly how they do it each and every time. Uh, did they just wake up to this? No, this is what happens. When you get caught, you go, oh, the teacher went off script. They're very rogue. We're going to have a word with them. We can't fire them. You heard about the story a million years ago in New York. Get bad teachers. What do you do? You put them in these padded rooms and these rooms with nobody in them, but they can't go anywhere. They have to get paid because they have these ironclad union contracts because the union got subverted by communist sympathizers a million years ago or several decades ago. And this is a work that took a century to get to. And I've talked about that stuff at length, and I love to talk about that, but it's a little esoteric, and some people think it's just too long and drawn out. So I try to tweet the information out or share it on Getter or Parler. And please give me a follow at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez, so that uh, we can continue this conversation. But the outlet continued to say that they were not able to identify which teacher used the lesson. So that's an update from Blaze News. Now, per the district, one parent, Celeste, Filer, she posted the lesson to a Facebook book group. District parent Celeste Filer 
posted the lesson in the Facebook group informed parents of California after another parent told her about it. And the lessons are dated from November 15th to November 19th. And tell students that they don't have to think about it. It's a privilege. If you can use public bathrooms without getting stairs, if you can use public bathrooms without fear or anxiety, you have cisgender privilege. That's a quote. One of the graphics is um, instructing them. Adding another graphic that reads, if while growing up, college was an expectation of you, not a lofty dream, you have class privilege. Filer said in her Facebook post that the material was used in a ninth grade English class in which students were told no cell phones allowed. I wonder why she added in her post. The outlet said that neither La Quinta High School nor the Desert Sands Unified School District immediately responded to its requests for comment. What a surprise, surprise. Anyway, don't move a muscle. We're going to get to all of the wokeness and a whole lot more. On the other side of this, I am Rich Valdez. This is a special weekend edition of This Is America live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. This is America. The 45th President Donald Trump thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good, Mr. Callscreener. Yeah, it's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, Philadelphia, my familia, everybody in America listening to the program. Welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And thank you again for being with us and for listening. This is uh, always a pleasure of mine. I absolutely love this stuff. Uh, I don't get into this too much, but I, I, I will take a second to share with you. I absolutely love sharing my thoughts with you guys. And not because I think I'm terrific, which I do. I mean, you have to have a very healthy ego and a robust sense of self to do this type of work, but more so because it's just freeing, in my opinion. It's very freeing to, to share your thoughts and communicate with people and have the offline conversations on the social networks. It really is a blessing, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to do it on these airwaves with you here on 1210 WPHT, Philadelphia, 50,000 powerful watts, reaching people in Delaware, reaching people in Jersey, all over the place, and, of course, across America, coast-to-coast coast on iHeartRadio, odyssey.com. Thank you for that. And I wanted to uh, talk about President Trump because President Trump, the 45th president of these United States, Donaldus Magnus El Trumpito, 
I love it when he gives a rally. And, of course, the big rally Saturday night, terrific. He's been calling people out. He's doing a great job because the Democrats, they just think that Republicans and Trump are absolutely the worst thing that's ever happened ever. It's not just the other side. It's not just a difference of opinion. Now, MSNBC host Johnson, Jason Johnson, contributor, he's comparing Republicans to terrorists, saying they're the PLO to Hamas. All right, here it is. Check it out. We don't know if Trump's going to be on the ballot. If Trump is on the ballot in 2024, it's the easiest thing in the world for Democrats because you can always run against the bad guy. But I think that the bigger, more dangerous thing, and I've been saying this for a while, I'm, I'm working hard to never say Republican Party again because it's not a party. Right. They're Sinn Féin to the IRA. They're they're the PLO to Hamas. They're a dime store front for a terrorist movement. They, they didn't have a, they didn't have a, a, a policy in 2020 except loyalty to Trump. no policy except loyalty to Trump. Now, listen, I get it that, you know, you got to go on TV and you got to make a point and, and he's making a point. But I mean, is any of that true? I mean, is any of it true? I get to go on TV every week. I do a commentary on Newsmax TV and I, I use the facts. I use the truth to try and make my case, a couple of jokes. I, I don't understand any of this. There was no policy. What about Operation Warp Speed? What about the Remain in Mexico policy? I mean, there, there's so many policies that Trump had. What about all the rollbacks on federal regulations that allowed businesses to boom, that allowed minorities and, and anybody else, every color of person had the lowest unemployment rate ever. This is not the case today. There's a lot of people on unemployment. A lot of people lost some of the gigs that they were working and are, are collecting unemployment as a result of Biden's policies, not Trump's. Where they come up with this stuff, I don't know. But that's sometimes how the liberals are. They just get a little emotional. And listen, I get emotional, too. You show me some of these culture war articles where, you know, they're promoting pedophilia or telling, you know, your kid, whether your kid's white, brown or whatever. I mean, you could be black and they'll tell you, listen, you got white privilege because, you know, you're the, the white face of black supremacy or vice versa. It's insane what's going on. This is why Trump gets happy when he hears that, you know, another Democrat bites the dust and isn't running for reelection. Of course, because they know they're going to get smashed. Trump is out there in full campaign mode, calling people, raising money. He's about to do this this uh, comeback, I think. And let me know. What do you think? Is Trump making the comeback or not? And as we get that audio from the rally, we will bring it to you. But what do you think? Is he going to run or not? Let me know at Rich Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. I definitely want to hear from you. But Trump celebrated Representative John Katko and his announcement that he wasn't going to run. He's one of the 10 Republicans in the House who voted to impeach former President Trump last year. This is in Newsmax.com saying Friday that he will not seek reelection. Trump said, great news. Another one bites the dust. Trump said in his statement from his Save America pack. Catco from upstate New York is gone. In a statement sent to news organizations, Catco said that he will not run for a fifth term so that I can enjoy my family and life in a fuller, more present way. I mean, don't you feel bad when you make these statements to always use that same line? I want to spend more time with my family. I mean, it may be true, but they all say the same thing. Catco is basically ousted. He's the next um, Liz Cheney. He's just lower on the totem pole, so doesn't get as much attention. But that's it. That's where he's at. That's the bottom line. And speaking of bottoms, 
there's a story from a month and a half ago that I just I've left open on my computer because it's so funny. I love just scrolling through this headline. NPR News. A broken toilet on a SpaceX capsule means that astronauts will return to Earth in diapers. This is just classic. The journey back to Earth from space is never easy, but the astronauts aboard the SpaceX capsule coming home back in November had an extra challenge to deal with because there was no working toilet. Four members on the SpaceX crew, the Dragon Endeavor, were wearing diapers as they splashed down in order to prevent anything else from splashing too. Funny article. I mean, the headline said it all. Broken toilet in outer space. I thought it was just terrific. We always need a little levity every now and again because I think those types of things are important in life. And that's why I think Trump does so well because he always adds a little bit of levity. He always adds things that are just a little bit off the off the cuff and they're always so funny, in my opinion. But there's a new quarter, a 25-cent piece that is coming out later in the month with the first black woman and it's being shipped to banks right now. I know my first thought, Finally, Harriet Tubman got her day. Nope, that's not it. It's the poet Maya Angelou. For the first time in American history, people will be able to hold a piece of U.S. currency with the image of a black woman, poet Maya Angelou, and that's coming later this month, according to the U.S. Mint. Shipping of these coins bearing an image of Angelou on the tail side and the traditional portrait of first United States President George Washington on the head side will start on Monday, Martin Luther King Day. These coins are part of the American Women's Quarters Program, and they are manufactured at facilities in Philadelphia. So you've probably heard this already, but I wanted to share it again because I thought it was a great tidbit of news. Interesting to know. And anybody interested in collecting these coins, you can uh, check them out on the uh, the website. They're going to be, you know, Limited quantities are going to be released throughout the year in different uh, annual installments, which is kind of cool. In other news, Biden is threatening the state of Arizona, saying, oh, you don't want to wear masks? I'm going to take away your COVID money. Meanwhile, in California, Governor Newsom is slamming Ron DeSantis, saying he's got more dead than he does. So it's a, a COVID dead off. That's the contest that they're going through. I think that's just plain old stupid. But that's that's where they're at. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is building a wall. They have no idea what's in this wall, but there's a concrete wall of all places is being built around the White House. Now, you know, you do stuff like this. All it's going to do is attract the attention of the conspiracy crowd. Because there's, oh, he's hiding, he's doing it. You know, of course, he's going to be labeled a hypocrite because he doesn't want a a wall at the border, but he definitely wants a wall at the White House. And we have no idea what's going on. But amidst the uh, construction of the wall, There's live video feeds of the building and they were stopped while the construction of these security barriers can sometimes occur ahead of a foreign visit from a dignitary or head of state. Nothing's on the schedule. Nothing's been made public. The only thing we do know is that they publicly said both Joe El Baboso Biden, who's having an incredible losing streak, and Vice President Kemala Eres, which is Kamala Harris in Spanish, how bad she is, Kemala Eres. All they've said on the record is that they're against walls, that they're ineffective and they're xenophobic. So that is racist, sir. It is racist. Just like if you don't wear your mask, you're racist. If you don't get your vax, you're racist. And if you build a wall, you're racist. So it looks like the racist White House is getting a wall. There's a tweet from Kamala Harris back in 2019 
where she says, the strength of our union isn't the walls we build. Our power is found in our diversity, end quote. That's November 29th, 2019. Now, while they're not quite building a wall in Wall Township, New Jersey, this is an interesting one. The school board offered two students uh, suspected of hazing money so that they could go to private school so that they would leave the district. At least two students were offered tuition to leave the district, but neither of them accepted the offer. The wall victims of hazing were terrorized in locker room attacks throughout the football season, according to one lawyer. And the wall football hazing charges, as far as we know, included sex crimes in the locker room, according to the prosecutor. So more on that as that unfolds. But that's pretty crazy stuff. And if you're an epidemiologist or anybody in that field, please let me know why we count the cases of infections rather than people that are healed or at least both like the recoveries. And of course, obviously we should know who's dying from this, but I think that's it, right? I mean, we don't count any other thing. I guess you can say, oh, it's not a pandemic. It's not an epidemic. All right, no problem. But that doesn't really help anybody to know that we have 20,000 new cases in New Jersey. What does that do? That just allows Phil Murphy to go out there and say that, hi, I'm Governor Phil Murphy and we hope to slow down the surge in Omicron. What does that really do for people to say, hey, there's a lot of people getting sick. I don't know. Maybe I'm oversimplifying. Maybe that's that's just the way I am. I don't know. And of course, with winter comes snow. With winter comes the common cold. And with winter comes Omicron. And as of last week, there's a new one called the Delta Cron. So watch your back and watch your front. Anyway, that's all I've got. You got to stand for something because if you stand for nothing, you will fall for absolutely anything. That's from Hamilton. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to do nothing. So now is the time. Stand up. Rise up. Go to that school board meeting. Recruit your neighbor, give them a book, have them listen to one of my shows or anybody's shows. Just get them to see another side, consider another viewpoint, because America needs you now more than she's ever needed you. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, America. I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. 